If you came to see Darwin, you'd have to hear about evolution. So you came to see me. So you have to hear this little theory about human emergence. Most of you can probably recite it by heart now. Uh, if we had followed the grain, we would still be uh, competing with jackals for the carcasses left by lions of uh, large game kills on the plains of Africa. But when the African continent began to dry up and we were forced out of the trees where we had an arboreal vegetarian lifestyle, we came under great pressure to expand our diet. And the, I believe that the great unstudied factor in human evolution and human emergence is the effect of a complex diet on our emerging species. And it's not only the presence of hallucinogens such as psilocybin in the, in the diet, but other things as well. It's a three-step feedback loop from a fairly bright monkey to a fairly stupid human being. <laughs> and uh, the way it works like this, these monkeys come down out of the trees, they're uh, predating on, on kills of, of ungulate mammals made by lions. They're competing with jackals. They're testing all the foods in the environment. And lo and behold, in the manure of these ungulate mammals that are irradiating across the African continent, uh, there are what are called coprophytic mushrooms. And the presence of large amounts of tryptophan in manure as a substrate means that these coprophytic mushrooms elaborate psilocybin. So here in this new grassland environment are the psilocybin mushrooms. Well, uh, these proto-hominid creatures testing foods for their diet would reach the psilocybin and would test it. Well, then this three-part feedback loop to humanness then comes into play and it works like this very very light doses of psilocybin so light that you cannot an hour and a half or two hours later tell you've taken anything you say i don't feel it i feel completely normal i must not have taken enough that dose if you would submit yourself to being tested by an optometric apparatus we could show you that your vision has improved slightly. And this is an effect of eating small amounts of psychoactive amines, uh, increase of visual acuity. Well, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that if you're a hunting animal competing in a highly competitive environment and suddenly somebody hands you a pair of chemical binoculars, you are going to be a more successful hunter than other members of your uh, species who are not availing themselves of this food item. So there was reinforcement there. Aha! If we eat these mushrooms in small amounts, we will be more successful hunters. Or maybe it was never raised to consciousness as an if-then relationship. It was just, we eat mushrooms, we hunt well, kind of uh, thing. Terence McKenna, Stoned Ape Theory, which is a hypothesis that suggests that apes may have added fungi to their diet as well as toads and also other hallucinogenic alternatives to the regular figs and fruit and meat.
use of fungi in their diet help them with creativity, courage, and brain development from sensory overload. Intense hallucinations can give the brain new information and almost rewrite the brain. Now Terence McKenna suggests in his hypothesis, due to climate change, forests and jungles were drying up. Apes and monkeys were forced to leave the trees and exit and go into plains in search of a new diet because figs and grapes and apples were becoming more scarce. It forced apes to go and look for new food to survive. As a result of this, proto-homo sapiens looking for food would turn over dung patties from cows looking for beetles to eat or an insect and they would find these mushrooms there. Well, they would eat these mushrooms and get a hallucinogenic effect. This will lead to sensory overload. Brain is now seeing new things that it's not used to seeing. Looking up in the stars in the sky would totally trip them out. They would have these new theories of where they are in the world. It would give them more drive to not stay in one place, but to move around and to adventure. This would cause the brain to have a lot more activity and to evolve a lot faster. This would explain the rapid explosion of intelligence from Homo sapiens. And it also would explain how almost all early religions, such as Vedic religions or Proto-Indo-European religions, hold these hallucinogenic substances as holy and wisdom-giving. This is what stoned ape theory is. The idea that a part of the evolutionary process, humans experimented with psychedelics as a result gained incredible intelligence from it. The Hindus held the cow to be sacred, not only because it brought them milk, butter, and cheese, but because of the mushrooms. The Holy Vedas, like I've said in my other videos, seems to correctly date the age of the earth. The acacia tree, highly regarded in the Vedas, is some is the vine where you get ayahuasca from. It's also the wood used to make the Ark of the Covenant. The Greeks had a version of this of their own, which was a hallucinogen that was thought to have given them knowledge from the gods. Now I believe this makes a lot of sense because the experiments with these type of substances would lead to a gain of not only just intelligence but creativity. And with more creativity, come up with better ways to hunt, better ways to build your houses, better ways to stay alive, and different ways to stay healthy as in like mixing plants together to make medicines. This explains the evolutionary process of the human brain in a way that no one else can do, that no other evolutionary theory can do. And the stone to aim theory definitely has an answer to that. The thing about mycelium that makes this theory even more in insane is that mycelium is a multi-cell fungi that has its own complex intelligence produces billions of tiny molecules that are so small to the naked eye that nobody can detect it. These molecules can communicate and send information to each other, and even memorize environments. The largest organism on the planet 
is not a blue whale. It is a body of mycelium in the northwest that is 22,000 acres in area. Also, the oldest known fossil on the planet is not a dinosaur. It's a 2.5 billion year old mycelium fossil found in a volcano in Africa. These are our elders. These are our ancestors. Mushrooms. Before we were fish, before we were apes, before we were chicken, whatever you want to call it. At one point down the evolutionary path, we were fungi. Fungi is the longest surviving living thing on the planet. And it knows how to survive better than anything else. Long before humans, there was fungi. Long after humans, there will be fungi. It's also one of the most essential pieces of the global ecosystem. Mycelium feeds the trees, which feed animals and insects. But it can choose which trees it wants to eat and destroy. After the mycelium organizes itself, it chooses its best path suited for the ecosystem. It breaks down entire forests and turns them into water. The water will then carry itself in a cloud and travel somewhere else and feed another ecosystem if it has to. The water, which turns into rainy fertile lands where life thrives. It's almost like the planet Earth itself. It's like an, a living organism. And the, the cells of the planet Earth is this mycelium. Very, very trippy to think about this. Could it be that mycelium was sent forth as this manna that's written about in scripture? Or maybe in the Vedas is this the source of the Soma drink, the brain of the earth, the womb of creation. Mycelium decide which forests turn into fertile land and feed these trees. Is this the mind of the earth? A group of scientists in Japan constructed a model of Tokyo with mycelium and nuts. After the mycelium memorized the trail of the oats and the nuts, it made a pattern in an hour and re rearranged itself to be as efficient as possible. The earth and all of the life on the earth are all intelligent web of interconnected consciousness. DMT is the only common denominator in all life on the planet. Nature is too complex, resilient, and adaptive to be designed by higher consciousness. Schumann resonance is a set of wave frequencies at the Earth's ionosphere, which generate lightning, and are also in sync by a number related to the golden ratio. These are the heartbeat of the Earth. Human consciousness is a collected web of quantum information. We are quantumly entangled to the Earth, where all data of consciousness is stored and awaits destruction by a black hole or a sun explosion, which is resurrection and judgment. We now have data that shows that the Earth and the Moon vibrate like a hollow ball. I'm going to do another video on mycelium. It's going to be separate than this, but I wanted to stay on the topic of the stone ape theory. I think Terence McKenna is on to something. And for a long time, his theories were laughed at by, by scientists. Until recently, when he's been vindicated by new science and new discoveries and it's still in the hypothesis stage but it's gaining a lot of momentum and it's now taken seriously if you like that hit that subscribe 
hit the like and leave a comment. What do you think about this? And so I, I believe that what psilocybin promotes is cognitive activity, the coordination of visual input with plans and strategies for hunting or acquisition or whatever. Uh, it promotes this uh, increased arousal, which really, in a way, this arousal is nothing more than a reclaiming of your animal body. You feel restless, you feel your muscles, you feel your genitals, you feel your place in space and time. You are reclaiming your body, and then finally, it inducts you into this domain of uh, the Logos, a religious hierophany, something that we as moderns are absolutely as in awe of as our mushroom-munching ancestors 25,000 years ago. We can't reduce it. We don't know what it is. You know, Jung was always so concerned that people say it's only psychological, it's only the psyche. I've got news for you. It may only be the psyche, but the psyche is all there is.